millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I guess we could probably um, mention the title of our podcast. I think we should both get a drink first. That's probably, uh, let me start drinking. Yeah. It'll either make this so much worse or so much better. Um, (laughs) and I don't know which I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to books and bevies. Basically this podcast is going to be the two of us reviewing, um, popular books and books that we have read and you'll be able, uh, to get a recommendation from us. If we think the book is worth buying the first little bit of the podcast will be completely spoiler free. So even if you haven't read the book, you can listen without worrying about hearing any spoilers. And then if you have read the book and you keep listening, then we will get into a spoiler filled part and create more of a discussion about the book itself. Do you have anything to add? So just a little bit about us. Sarah and I have known each other since kindergarten and have been friends for roughly 20 years now. And a big part of our friendship is reading books. We like to read them and then discuss them afterwards, give each other recommendations. And that's kind of where this came about, where we thought, you know what, maybe other people would want to hear what we have to say too. So we are going to read, drink some beverages and have a little chat. So here we are. <laughs> we are natural. All right. What are, what are you drinking? Um, I was going to show you, but it was definitely going to spill on my bed if I leaned it forward. It is vodka, a um, little bit of lemon juice, and club soda. Hmm. What are you drinking? I am drinking basically the same thing, but I got a canned version. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Low carb. Low carb. <laughs> No I'm sugar, no hangover. Really into the fitness, so. <laughs> <laughs> really into fitness while I read and drink and talk about the books that I read. Are you ready? Oh, I, I was born ready. So the first book that we're going to talk about is called The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Sarah actually recommended that I read this book. She read it initially and thought it was incredible and told me to go and get it so naturally I listened and I did not regret it in the slightest yeah I actually read um another book by Madeline Miller first I read Circe first um I 
just I am personally very into Greek mythology as you know Katrina um and so naturally these I was very drawn to these books because they were retellings of uh stories from the Iliad and the Odyssey from different perspectives and I have not read either the Iliad or the Odyssey um I have tried but they are very difficult to read uh so it was kind of nice to read these like kind of more like a more modern take on a classic also um this book is if you're into romance um if you're into greek mythology if you appreciate lgbt representation this book is very good for you there's a lot that is really good about this book I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the back to see if I can give like a normal sounding description. Okay. I bet you look surprised <laughs> when reading the back of the book that you just read. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised at what the book's about. It says the Song of Achilles is her first novel. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, no way. Is that what this is about? <laughs> I just wanted you to know. I think that's a your first book being this good. I know. Honestly, you you must read Cersei next. Like as soon as you can get it because I know you like tried to buy it and it was sold out, but like as soon as you can get it, it is really good. Um I also think it's crazy that her first book is this good. Like there was no build up of mediocrity to incredible. It was just started from the top yeah started from the top stayed at the top with the second book like (laughs) continued to be at the top just no end in sight just incredible um (laughs) that's what people are gonna think listening to our podcast just no end in sight I thought you meant that it was going to be so good. And I was like, you are ambitious. <laughs> All right, back to what this book is actually about. Um, so it's a tale of gods and goddesses, kings, queens, immortals, fame, and the human heart. I read that directly off of the back of the book. I did not make that up. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's basically, I would say, a love story set in Greek mythology. I mean, I think you summed that up really nicely. Good job. Thank you. I did too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it is, um, the only thing that I would really add to that is it is based off of the Iliad. Um which is a book that I have wanted to read for a very long time. And I think I finished like maybe the first two chapters and then I get very bored because it's a very difficult book to read. But ever since uh, reading the Song of Achilles, I like read the first chapter of the Iliad and it was much easier because I kind of know what's going on now because the Iliad starts like three quarters of the way through what the Song of Achilles is. So it's basically just giving a backstory for before the the war on Troy. Also, I was thinking 
the other day. I think it was very bold of us because I, like, we decided this isn't going to be like a serious podcast. It's going to be like a comedy podcast where we talk about books and discuss them. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very bold of us to say that we have a comedy podcast. And the first episode is about Song of Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the saddest books I have ever read. We just assume that our own personalities are funny enough that it trumps Song of Achilles. <laughs> uh, it's a bold claim. It's um, it's quite a quite a big goal for us to have. <sighs> Self confident. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. <laughs> Remember, this part has to be like spoiler free. So spoiler free. Just like- okay. Spoiler free. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, I would say one thing I wish I did before I started actually reading the book was to go back to the very end of the book where it has the character glossary just to read about the characters, like the gods and immortals. I feel like it would have given me more context for the book but I just want to flip to the very end because I've done that before and it's just the last and I ruined it for myself so I'm like too nervous to do it now but this one um highly recommend going to the PS insights interviews and more um towards the end of the book it is worth reading before you start actually reading the story yeah I definitely found uh because we both read the Song of Achilles uh, before we came up with the idea for this podcast. So what's that face? Did you make your drink too strong? It's a lot of vodka in that. <laughs> Ew. I'm going to go through the show and you're just fucking wasted. <laughs> I need to put something else in there. I'm just going to finish my point while Katrina fixes her drink. Um... I, we, we both read the book before coming up with the idea for the podcast. So we um, reread it to kind of, uh, I don't know, remember things that we forgot or like potentially forgotten, like actually like I took notes personally so that of just like important things that I didn't want to forget that I like wanted to talk about. We're so organized. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. I, I, mean, I have little like, I don't know if this offends some people that are really into reading books, but instead of using bookmarks, I actually fold down the corners of the pages. As that like, does offend me like a little bit, but I also find it like moderately aesthetic. Yeah, I, like I know some people hate it, but it's just so much easier for me because like I lose bookmarks like no other. Like it, they're like hair ties. So I just don't find it useful to buy bookmarks and then leave them everywhere so I just fold down my pages sorry I want to get those like especially as we continue with the podcast I think it would be so much easier if we had like you know those like small colorful sticky notes would make it so easy because they just stick to the book oh yeah you get color coded it's like oh orange means it's a quote (laughs) like I don't know I just feel like it would be it would be useful, yeah. This this book does have some incredible quotes. Yeah, and I 
person I don't know if you found this but I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I read it it also hurt me a lot more the second time I read it a little bit um but like because I didn't really there was a lot of things that I missed when I read the book the first time like a lot of foreshadowing that I didn't really see a lot of like one-liners or like quotes that I just like didn't really resonate with me as much um I feel like I could tell how well it was written more when I read it the second time. Like the first time it like, I enjoyed it because it was a incredible story. But the second time it was, you could tell how well the book was thought out. Yeah. And like, I also, I did the same thing as you. I didn't read the back of the book with all the characters and stuff until I got to the back of the book and I was like, oh my God, there's more stuff to learn here. Um, and I'm like decently well acquainted with the stories because uh, I love Greek mythology. And one of my favorite podcasts is called Let's Talk About Myths, Baby. And she basically just talks about Greek mythology all the time. So I'm pretty well acquainted with a lot of the characters and the stories, but there was some points in the book where I definitely got confused because like a lot of new characters got introduced at once and they all have these weird ancient Greek names that I can't really grasp and like some of them are really similar to each other and I'm like who's doing what I'm so lost so I agree with you the back of the book before the front (laughs) of the book (laughs) I feel like also I've taken two Greek myths slash Greek civ university classes and I still wish I read the back first mm-hmm. apparently none of the information stayed with me um <laughs> as much as I had hoped that's not surprising <laughs> not, not and of course and it's like the information just is gone <laughs> immediately leaves my body yeah. um, I will also say about the book in general I'm not a huge fan of spicy books like books that are just very sexual Mm -hmm. it's not kind of book that I enjoy reading usually um and this one was like the perfect level of just romantic and sweet I agree people that are less into that kind of book I think this one is perfect yeah I also I sometimes like spicy books, but the language has to be very particular. Like as soon as it gets like weirdly vulgar, I'm like, ah, you took me like right out of it. You know what I mean? But what I liked about this book is whenever it got like a little bit spicy, it kind, the author kind of made it. So like, you know, that they, like it was about to get spicy, but she didn't fully get to the spicy part that is like more intimate, uh, and like she didn't really describe it it was just like you know at at the end of the chapter or whatever you knew that that there was like intimacy happening like yeah. it wasn't explicitly said but you knew yeah I, I really did appreciate how that was shown throughout the book mm-hmm. think that's all I can really say that is spoiler free I definitely if you've gotten to this part and you haven't read the book yet I 10 out of 10 recommend it I think it's a good level uh 
for an adult reader where it's not so easy that you'll blow through it in a day. It's like a moderately challenging read, but it's not so challenging that you get like bored and frustrated and just give up and don't want to read it. Yeah, it, it is like, it isn't too long of a book either. So it's fairly fast paced. Mm -hmm. So it's intriguing to read. And I find that you can, you can really sit down with the book at the end of the day and it doesn't take the effort to read that some books do. It's like a pleasure too. So yeah, yeah. I, I would say this one's like a nine out of 10 for me. Yeah. I think I'm also biased because of my love of Greek mythology. So that's why it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I also feel like I'm very generous. Uh, people have <laughs> criticized me for overhyping things and then they get them and they're disappointed. <laughs> Every book we recommend, we're like, this was incredible. And out so of 10. You need to read it. It's just like nothing we're like okay sorry. every episode I give it a 10 out of 10 and you're like oh, seven, oh, eight. Oh, that one's a 10 so <laughs> yeah. take our recommendations seriously <laughs> like the thing is every book is good in its own way and I do believe that because whoever can sit down and write an entire novel as much as you may hate it someone out there will like it so it's a good enough book it's true it's super true and I think it like if you're I think if you're someone who loves Greek mythology like I do and kind of knows a little bit about Greek mythology already this will be like a very interesting book for you to read because like when you I don't know it's just fun to know something and then like read it from a different perspective because that's basically what this whole book is about. And it's also what she did in her other book, Circe, where she took a myth and retold it, but from a different perspective, like just kind of through a different lens, which is just the best, in my opinion. Madeline Miller. I, she's <laughs> honestly the first author who I like followed on Instagram, I think ever, because I never really followed authors because in my like adult life I kind of fell out of reading a little bit probably because you moved away actually and we like separated and so I kind of like didn't read as much I did a yeah, little bit but I definitely had like a lull in my reading yeah and it wasn't really like as fun as it is when I like talk about the books with you yeah I, I would definitely say for anyone that's not a huge reader I think it really depends on the book as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in starting to read and you're not sure if you are a reader, I have some books where it can take me months to get through a book because it's just not something that interests me. Yeah. But when you find one that's like a good book and it suits you, it is, it's, it's worth, it's worth sitting down. Mm-hmm. All right, part two into the spoiler-filled section. All right, so if you have read the book, now it's about to get really exciting because we can actually talk about... <laughs> I think the hardest part of this podcast is going to be like reading a book and then not spoiling it in the beginning section. We're going to be like, I just want to talk about it. 
especially books with series if we like happen to read ahead so like our perspective on characters obviously change and you're like yeah I can't tell you anything I think because like for the first little bit we've definitely like chosen books that we have already read so it's easier for us while we kind of figure out this whole podcasting thing and like what our podcast is going to be like but I think once we start reading books that we haven't read the podcast is probably going to get like more interesting because I don't want to talk about the book with you like until we record the episode yeah if that makes even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, now let's talk about the book. I'm so excited. Okay, I I don't even know where to begin of what I loved about this. I think finding out that, like, Patroclus and Achilles were gay was, like, the biggest, like, oh! Like, I got so excited when I found that out. I was like, they're in love. Like, I definitely thought it was one-sided in the beginning. I thought maybe they were just friends and Achilles was not not wanting any of it. And I was like, mm. that's sad. But they still had, like, love for each other. And it was apparent in the book. Yeah. But you realize that they're actually going to be together. Oh. I know. Because, like, at the beginning... Patroclus like kissed Achilles and Achilles like just stood there because he was probably like shocked and like didn't know what to do to be fair but like I was like oh no oh no what just happened like you're you guys are 
supposed to be in love. Figure it out, Achilles. Come on. Yeah, that, that, that was a hard part to read. I felt so bad. No, because like, I think, I think I wanted them to like fall in love very early on in the book. Yeah, but I do. Um, my, one of my favorite like quotes from the book is like, we were like gods at the dawning of the world and our joy was so bright we could see nothing else but the other can you imagine someone thinking of you in that way I really can't (laughs) (laughs) honest answers (laughs) you gotta be vulnerable otherwise yeah no (laughs) otherwise Is there a consequence? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, embarrassment for sure. Because, but I'm always a little bit embarrassed. So, you win some, you lose most. <laughs> I think. Hold on, let me see if I can find my favorite quote. Wow, a lot of my favorite quotes are like actually very sad, which is on brand for me. But <laughs> oh, one of my favorite—not really quotes, but one of my favorite parts in the book is when um Patroclus and Achilles are talking about like do you know a hero who also ends up being happy and Achilles was like I'm going to be the first and I was like like this is what hurt me like the second time reading the book because I was like you really you really don't you're not the first you actually end up very sad (laughs) he does technically end up happy I mean in the end end but like not like during his life yeah it was no that part of the book makes me so happy that's so sad I know like rereading it was so hard because during like the happy bits oh okay I guess like spoiler alert both of them die um and (laughs) it's really difficult uh Patroclus dies first and Achilles like goes fucking nuts because uh his soulmate his true love died in battle um and yeah this was another like just it sucks but yeah that was like one of the things that I wrote down was Achilles saying I'm going to be the first and uh that hurt me a lot this book made me feel a lot of sadness and pain same (laughs) both just burst into laughter like it's the funniest thing in the world like haha I am so sad and then yeah, I was I was not ready for that in the slightest Madeline Miller is such a good writer because she literally tells you a quarter of the way through the book the prophecy which is that Achilles is gonna die and then when Patroclus hears that news he's like well I'm gonna kill myself once Achilles is dead and I was still so heartbroken when they died like even though I literally knew so quickly in the book that they were gonna die yeah the fact that it still came as a surprise to me even though I was blatantly told what was gonna happen (laughs) it's like you hope that there's a twist but like also you know like did you know much about Achilles like before reading the book no not that much I mean I, I I knew kind of the like I knew he was gonna die like I knew he was gonna die and I still cried when I was reading the book yeah I clearly learned nothing in my two classes 
and you are the person who is going to law school. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what happens to me. I don't know either. Personally, my favorite part of the books, and I think it was my favorite part the first time I read them too, but when Achilles and Patroclus were with Chiron, Chiron? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Chiron? I called him Chiron. Chiron. Cool. Um, (laughs) I could be wrong though. (laughs) We could both be wrong. Um, But when they are just kind of like totally free to be who they want to be they're in the cave with Chiron learning what they want to learn not necessarily like conforming to like the roles of men that they are like used to I really loved that part because that's when they were happiest and I didn't want it to end especially when I was reading it the second time and then as soon as it was like ending and they were like oh you have to go back to Pitha to because your father summoned you to see if you want to go to war and I was like and this is where the sad things start. It's a moral of the story. When you're reading this book, you just have to stop when they're happy. <laughs> Do not continue. It's not worth it for your own well-being. I need to get a fucking um, paper towel because I literally just spent my drink onto my laptop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those were like my favorite bits of the book, especially the second time, because that's when they were like really kind of like falling in love with each other. Also, another fun thing that I remember from the beginning of the book is like Achilles was like a part of one of Patroclus's first memories, because I guess their country or city, whatever, hosted like the Olympics and Achilles competed. And so, like, they knew each other, or not knew each other, but, like, Patroclus gave him his garland or whatever, and it's one of his, like, first memories as a kid. Um, And I just found that really beautiful because they found each other. Yeah, that was a nice full circle moment in the Mm -hmm. book, too. You're like, oh. Mm -hmm. Friends to lovers. Friends to lovers. I do love friends to lovers. As much as I love enemies to lovers, friends to lovers is a, it's also friends a good one. Friends to lovers is like a sweet story. You know, it's going to be like a gentle, romantic kind of book. Enemies to lovers is where you're like, I don't know whether to hate you or to love you yet, but at a certain point. <laughs> I always, whenever I read a book, like, doesn't matter what the setting of the story is I always imagine myself in the book not like as one of the characters I'm just there Hmm. and I always wonder how I would survive or if I would survive and in this case I don't think I would yeah I mean you would be a obviously you would still be a woman and I feel like being a woman in ancient Greece was not ideal (laughs) No. just like back to the quotes thing another quote that I wrote down that like I said is very sad um okay so when um when they're doing like the raids and stuff like that and um it's so sad because they like take a woman obviously like a young girl and the father had taught her some Greek and the words that she like some of the words that he had taught her were like yes 
please and what do you want and then underneath it it was Patroclus's like hot take which was said a father teaching his daughter to be a slave and I was like Ooh. yeah that does really say what it was like for for women then yeah. it is quite sad but therefore I would have not fared very well if I <laughs> was in this good story <laughs> I know a few more words in Greek no, actually, you're right. <laughs> I'd be the worst. You'd be like, hmm. Mm. They would think I was simple, like his mother. Oof. Full circle. Full circle. Oh, my God. I also hated Patroclus's dad. He was very mean. Like, what a dick. And the fact that his own dad was like, it's cheaper to send you off to exile than it is to pay for your funeral. And that is why you will not die. It's just incredible to think that that's like a appropriate father-son relationship. Um, also, I know that like Thetis apparently has her like redemption arc at the le- end of the book, but for me personally, that wasn't enough. I still hate Thetis. I think she's a bitch. No, she had um, definitely some character growth, but it was the slightest amount of growth at the very end. And I feel like she did it without really wanting to at all. Yeah. So I don't even think it was growth. I think she was just like, eh, I guess. I know. And I think she was just like, I don't even know if it was growth, but she just realized that she fucked up. She was like, oh, Patroclus isn't the worst. You know what was the worst, though? Achilles' son. I have never hated a character, like, just more blatantly in my whole life. I, I for sure thought that was going to be the moment where, okay, they're going to be laid to rest together. Maybe his son is going to be like Achilles, you know, kind-hearted, beautiful, wonderful, gentle soul, <laughs> great warrior. <laughs> but no. As he was raised by Thetis. I was so angry when he came into the, came into their camp and he was like, Ugh. I, that slave can't be buried with my dad. I was like, we were in love. <laughs> dare you say that about him? I know. I, yeah, I hate Thetis. I also hate Agamemnon. Um, he was genuinely the worst. Also, I found it so funny because like the second time reading the book, Thetis was always so concerned about Achilles's uh honor but it was like Patroclus during the whole book that like actually preserved his honor if that makes any sense because yeah Thetis encouraged him to be like cold and battle hungry and whatever and Patroclus encouraged him to be human and kind but then and it was in the moments when Achilles was being kind of a like a shitty guy because he did have some of those moments where he was a bit of a yeah he didn't he wasn't all great he wasn't perfect um but like in those moments he was 
pretty much doing what Thetis would like advised him or wanted him to do. But when he was doing things to like please Patroclus, it always ended up better for him. Yeah. I think Patroclus is the one that helped create Achilles' honor. Yeah, a hundred percent. I also, I feel like I might have missed something and maybe that's why I don't understand it. But you know when um, Achilles sleeps with Diademia? Sure. (laughs) That's how I'll pronounce it. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so what I don't understand is why did... Patroclus sleep with her after. I think it was a bit of like a power thing where like because she was royalty like if I think it was more complex because I know just like uh fuck what's it called when you when you're like exclusive but what's like the monogamous oh yeah yes <laughs> i thought you're just like giving me the peace sign i was like peaceful um but no like monogamy wasn't like necessarily as common and cheating wasn't necessarily as bad of a thing which is why like patroclus was so quick to forgive achilles but like i honestly think that it was kind of uh Diademia? I think it was her, I think it was the girl um, being like almost manipulative. Cause I don't think Patroclus, like, I think it kind of touches on, he doesn't feel like he can leave without like getting arrested or killed basically without giving her what she wants. Okay. Yeah, I just like reading it. I didn't fully understand that part. Mm-hmm where he forgave Achilles so quickly and then went to go sleep with her. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, I also didn't particularly understand. I feel like I would not have forgiven him so quickly, personally. (laughs) Um, But also... To be fair, maybe that's why he did it. He was like... maybe you know what, if you're going to sleep with her and I'll forgive you, I will also sleep with her to just even that out. Maybe. I don't know. It's not really talked about that much. It just kind of like, like that's, I think that is like the one part of the book where I was also confused. I was like, because what I thought was like going to come full circle, like him sleeping with her, because it really just like dies out it's not talked about it's like nothing happens with him sleeping with Mm -hmm. diademia (laughs) (laughs) pronunciation (laughs) um i thought maybe the son that they thought was achilles's son was gonna turn out to be patroclus's son (laughs) (laughs) you're great at pronunciation we gotta pick a book with easier characters to pronounce next time next time um yeah I don't know I feel like that whole kind of experience even like 
both with Achilles sleeping with her and with Patroclus sleeping with her, neither one are really talked about that much. Like, you know that she gets pregnant and that's like a big deal, but it's almost a bigger deal that she gets preg- pregnant than it is that Achilles slept with her, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the they make a big deal about um, the son getting Achilles' name. Mm-hmm. So, like, the honor comes down. But, like, it still isn't clear that it's actually his kid. Yeah. Super weird. I always... I- I thought something was going to come of that. I definitely thought there was more to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think the like kind of shitty part about like mythology in general is that a lot of mythology is lost. So like a lot of like I'm sh- you know, I'm sure Madeline Miller kind of had to like fill in some holes here and there because a lot of mythology 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 <laughs> is lost or interpreted like there can be uh three different stories for one legend you know and you just kind of have to like pick which one because it was mostly like traveled down through word of mouth um and not a lot of it was written down but yeah it it kind of sucks because it's a it's a difficult hobby to have being into mythology because there's a lot of holes and a lot of things you just will never know so it's good it's great I feel like that's me, but with any hobby. (laughs) There's just a lot of things I'll never know. (laughs) Even if I learn them, immediately unlearned. I do feel quite bad for D. We're just going to call her D. (laughs) Because I don't want to try to pronounce her name again. Um, Yeah, I feel bad about her too. And I feel like it's also kind of a struggle that a lot of like modern women can relate to where like they get knocked up and they want to keep the kid and then the dad like fucks off but not to war it just (laughs) not for a good reason just because they're shitty people so I do feel bad for her even though she was like kind of a like I didn't really like her character that much personally but I, I like that she came in between soulmates. Yeah. Um, I just, like, I wish that part of the story had a better wrap up. I agree. Like, I feel like I needed more information to be happy with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we really covered it. We didn't really cover... Br- <laughs> I don't even know who you're trying to say right now. Braces? Oh. Yeah, we didn't really discuss her that much. I really liked Braces. Braces? How would you pronounce it? Braces? Like brie, like the cheese? Uh, yeah, you know, I like brie cheese. Let's go with that one. Brie cheese, no braces. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're like you call them brie cheese. I was like, okay, all right, sure, brie cheese. Um, I really liked her, and I think she is like exactly what Patroclus needed when Achilles was like going through his war shit. Yeah, I I felt sad for her that she like bared her feelings to Patroclus, and he's like, 
sorry. <laughs> I know. I also felt bad for her. I mean, but she was just like really kind and like he was very she's just like a really good character. I feel I hated that um Achilles' son killed her. Like Achilles' son is the worst character in this book. I'm really happy that he came in at the end because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to like read the book if he came in any sooner than the last like three chapters. There would be no other feelings reading this other than pure rage if his <laughs> son was in the rest of this. Yeah, because he is just genuinely the worst. And even when he like, when it's described like what he did to overtake Troy and he like, took a baby and bashed its skull in I was like that's a little intense just a little just a tad you know a smidgen if you will yeah and I I hate him and I don't know I feel like brie cheese was just so good and I just felt really bad for her and her story was actually kind of sad like all the way through even yeah, though she did they're... have like Achilles for or not Achilles Patroclus for a little bit as a friend but then she also got rejected by him and then she went to Agamemnon as a slave and then she died <laughs> yeah that's true there was really no like happy part for her story just like a little bit at the beginning when she came in but even then, she was really scared when she was first, like, claimed so yeah. for a while to get comfortable around the two of them. And then she was, like, immediately taken away. Do you have anything to add? I feel like- I'm ready to talk about when he died. <sighs> yeah, we can talk about when he died. That's fine. I, I thought I was just gonna pretend I didn't read the part where Patroclus Patroclus dies Um, I was gonna pretend I didn't read that put the book down and just let them be at war in my mind forever because I was not gonna give this book an ending Um, that was I hated it (laughs) I hated it too because like I feel like especially towards the end of the book Achilles kind of got a little shitty like he was very full of pride um yeah so Patroclus died because he was trying to defend Achilles honor yeah so he didn't need to die he did not need to die I did not I hated it a lot um especially like I feel like he didn't need to die because he could have just like escaped too that was another frustrating part of the book is like he could have just escaped but no he wanted to like climb the wall and capture Helen himself and I'm like no just go back to Achilles like just just go back because like granted (laughs) go back (laughs) like when I first read the book I didn't know it was about to happen but like the second time I read the book again it was a lot harder because I knew that this is where Patroclus was gonna die and I was like no 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 just go just go just run away like just go like don't because he like climbs the wall and then Apollo's at the top and like flings him off the wall and then 
he does it again. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. He climbs the wall and then he flings him off the wall again. And then his armor like falls off him. So he's exposed. I. That's definitely, I think the hardest part for me about reading, really reading anything as opposed to watching something. Cause like when you're watching a movie or television show, it just keeps going, even if it's like sad or you don't want to see what happens next. But when you're reading, you literally just have to force yourself to keep going and find out how they die, even though you don't want them to die. So you're putting that on yourself and it's terrible. It is so terrible. Like, uh, and I remember, um, during the last like chapter I remember it was the last the last chapter of this book is definitely the shittiest because it's all about Patroclus trying to get his name on Achilles's grave so that he can go to the underworld to be with Achilles and no one is putting his name on the fucking grave and (laughs) no one can hear him no one can see him he's just alone and he thinks he's gonna be stuck there for eternity and he's trying so hard to like get into people's dreams and yeah, by the end of that because it it's so well written that um it is not a happy ending until like the last two sentences or whatever so i thought i was going to get to the because i could see the end of the book mm-hmm. before i had read the end of the book because i was on the page and i really thought it was just going to end with Achilles under and Patroclus. You're doing great. <laughs> suffering forever without his soulmate. And I was not ready. I really thought that too. Cause like I had heard about this book before I read it and I heard that it was an incredibly sad book. So I, I think that also kind of primed me to believe that it was going to end like that because I was like literally crying while trying to read this fucking last chapter, like barely able to see. (laughs) Yeah, everyone says too, it's like a terribly sad book. So like, I think it's, well, I guess they're right though. It is very sad, but it is a happy ending. It has literally the last sentence and then there's like a little blurb that I wrote down because it's one of my favorite lines and it says uh it's when Patroclus finally gets to the underworld and it says in the darkness two shadows reaching through the hopeless heavy dusk their hands meet and light spill in a flood like a hundred golden urns pouring out the sun and like that's basically when it gets happy because you know they're reunited and it is the last little blurb Yeah, I, I don't know why um, Madeline Miller had to make me wait until the very last page to feel happy again. <laughs> yeah, because it was, like, quite sad for a while. Because even, like, the war itself, like, wasn't super happy. There was a lot of stressful things because Agamemnon is a dick. Um, and ugh, it was just, it was just the worst. And then as soon as Patroclus died and I was like, oh, well, I'm sad forever now. We're just like, we love this book. It was the worst. 
I am sad and miserable. But I loved it. <laughs> but I do recommend it. <laughs> yeah, this this book definitely had me going through every feeling that I think is imaginable. Five stages of grief. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, it took me a minute to recover from this book. Yeah, I remember when I first read the book. I was like not okay at work the next day because I like I finished it and I was like at like Patroclus died and it was already late like I should have gone to bed but of course I had to finish the book so I was like very tired and also like feeling quite empty (laughs) and I just remember waking up and being like why am I so sad and then I was like oh yeah I I remember now yeah I feel like sometimes I get so so deep into the books that I forget that they're not like they're not real like there's no need for me to be sad about a character but they're real to me at at that point I'm like well I'm grieving for myself exactly I think the two characters that I hate the most are Agamemnon and Thetis they were literally what ruined Achilles. If they had not been present, he would have probably maintained his honor, had a hiccup-free relationship with Patroclus. Like, he would have never gone to that fucking place with Diomedra or whatever her name was. Um, D. And they would have just, like, been happy. Like, obviously... I don't think the prophecy would have changed, but I think that they negatively impacted the prophecy. Yeah. I would say as much as I dislike Thetis, she was forced into having Achilles. That's true. So like she didn't have a great time in the book. <laughs> That is true. I will say that I cannot imagine uh, having to go through that. Like she did, she did care for her son, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was misplaced. <laughs> like she wasn't doing what was good for him. She was yeah. doing what she thought was good for him. And actually, just like speaking of that, um, because I feel like Thetis and Patroclus were both guilty of that, but a a quote that Odysseus actually said during the book um, was, you can use a spear as a walking stick, but that does not change its nature. And I feel like Thetis and Patroclus were both like kind of trying to do that because Achilles was literally born to be Greek's greatest warrior. And they were like, no. <laughs> In that, that tone of voice. No. <laughs> exactly. That, that actually is a really good quote to explain what they were trying to do to Achilles. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of selfish because you could like when you're reading the book, you could see that Achilles really thrived when he was like in the war setting. Like he was happy he was like talking with all the soldiers and like he was born to lead yeah he was born to do that 
like more so than Agamemnon, which is why that like whole feud started between the two of them, because Achilles was like a natural born leader of war and Agamemnon was just kind of like a tyrant, um, a greedy tyrant who wanted fame, whereas Achilles was born with the right to fame. It was very stressful when Achilles like stopped fighting the war because like it was kind of selfish of him to like only do that for his honor and I get that his honor is like all he had but so many people died and both him and Agamemnon at this point were so like fighting for each other's power and like wanted to be on top and they were both so prideful that it really just caused everything to go bad yeah having having that level of pride was not good for him it was just it was sad to see that that part of him was so strong Mm -hmm. I thought maybe like his time with Patroclus would have I don't know, made him, made him understand or like see a different perspective that like, it wasn't, it wasn't all about honor. It was about like, it wasn't about what his mom wanted. Yeah. There was more, there's a reason to fight and it wasn't, it wasn't honor. Yeah. I agree. That was really like kind of disappointing. Ah, Oh, but also another thing that I wanted to say this kind of like loops back to like a comparison between the song of Achilles and the Iliad is that um with both the Iliad and uh, the Odyssey Odysseus is like the hero and the main protagonist and he is portrayed as like the good guy so it was really interesting kind of seeing him portrayed as like kind of a snake is the best way I could put it That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Do you want to do? Oh, right. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in too, just in case you wanted me to say all right. Like we're Ace Ventura. All righty then. All righty then. So my overall thoughts on this book, it is beautiful. Very happy romantic incredibly sad um very happy again there's a lot of feelings um if you have a lot of feelings maybe now is not the time to read this book (laughs) but if you're okay I would give it a read it's incredible my overall review of the book and my overall feelings of the book is that I think it is an incredible read. Um, I loved the romance. It did hurt me very deeply, but I feel like it was worth it. And overall, I think it was just like a really good read. And I got very invested in the book (laughs) very quickly. Our next episode on August 15th will be on We Were Liars by Eve Lockhart. So if you guys want to follow along or read this before our episode, uh, August 15th is when it comes out. 
All right. And if you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter account is at bookbevies. That's B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. So Instagram and Twitter is both bookbevies. If you have a any longer inquiry that you want to send us, we have a Gmail account um, that is also bookbevies at gmail.com. And Katrina's personal Instagram is katrina.campbell. That's C-A-T-R-I-O-N-A dot Campbell, like the soup. And mine is at S-S-A-R-A-H-T-H-O-M-A-S-S. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.